Hello and welcome to the TTI Distribution Download, the podcast where we talk about all things happening in the world of electronic components with the specialists of TTI. And now, your host for the TTI Distribution Download, Paula Renfro. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us again today for part two of our conversation with Gabe Asori of TTI's Transportation Business Unit, or as we like to call it, the TBU. Thanks for having me. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about forecast, okay? Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you about you know, what you see coming up from a technolo- technological advancements, and then I also want you to explain, give me the definition because I've been hearing this lately, electrification. Yeah, yeah. Got that last 10 years. But what is this new word? electronification and and what do you see in those two distinctions let's say for the rest of the year yeah great great question again paula um and absolutely i'd I'd say uh, electrification and electronification of not just automotive vehicles uh but all transportation vehicles and again that that crosses the gamut from a passenger car uh, construction farm and ag mining uh, last mile delivery heavy truck you name it um, so electrification, I think we understand, right? It's a, a battery pack on a vehicle, taking out the internal combustion engine. Now everything drives on electricity. Electronification, a little bit broader, um, but certainly is related to autonomy. Uh, so think of all of the technology that's uh, uh, on top of a vehicle, the, the sensors, the cameras, the LIDAR, the radar, you name it. Your infotainment center going from uh Digital, not digital, but uh, from the old instrumentation panels to an all digital or TV screen looking uh, display and now trans, you know, uh, going the whole length of your car or width of your car as opposed to just right in front of the steering wheel. Uh, so a lot of that lighting is certainly playing a big part of that. Uh, your mirrors going from actual cameras or, uh, you know, actual mirrors that are on the side of your vehicle to now just a little camera uh, that now shows a display on your, uh, you know, on your cluster somewhere. Uh, uh, so that would be what we mean by electronification. And, and and there's so much more that goes into that as well, too, obviously, that I'm not hitting on there. But yeah. yeah. Cool. So got it. So what do you see? Do you see technology coming um, in different at a different speed as, as related to electrification because we've been working in that area for longer or electronification? Because th- that also makes me think just truly it's the wild blue yonder from yeah. that perspective. And that's a great perspective. Uh, yes. Electronification, I think, provides a lot more uh, vastness to it uh, because you, again, when you drill down into it, really electronification is the movement of data. So you have to think there are massive amounts of data in a vehicle system or architecture that needs to be moved, whether it's a camera, whether it's a LIDAR, uh, infotainment system, something like that. So a lot of development in the uh, interconnect uh, and the, the capacity of board level components to handle and manage that much data transfer within a vehicle uh, because it has to be instantaneous, right? Uh, if you have an autonomous vehicle driving around the, the, the city and something steps into its path, it needs to be able to react very quickly. So the movement of data um, is really driving, I think, a lot of uh, new component design, uh, new requirements that are coming from uh, the design engineers that are actually doing the design of this. Um, and yeah, asking questions that uh, or looking for product that may not exist yet. Uh, yeah. So if you could dream it, yeah. You could be it, but what's the limiting factor today on if, for the design engineer? Yeah. Uh, space. <laughs> 
probably is a big one. Uh, we're miniaturizing a lot of those interconnects and, and even more of the board products. Obviously, those have always been on a trajectory of miniaturization. Uh, but certainly, um, from an interconnect perspective, I think about you know, uh, I'll use some terminology here like FACRA or coax interconnects that have typically transferred data like that in the past in a vehicle. Uh, and now we're moving to more of a mixed use, small uh, interconnect product that would have ethernet, coax, and maybe some low power signal all, in, all one, in one one connector that might now be able to move quickly through a vehicle or uh, take advantage of limited space within a vehicle, uh, whether that's automotive or uh, you know heavy truck or anything like that. Are you seeing um, what are you seeing from I'm going to say from an economic perspective for the rest of the year? And because I want to lead into mm -hmm. if you say slow down, which I think you might, mm -hmm. um, is that going to affect the advancement of technology? Um, and that, I'd be, I'd actually step back and say I'd be careful with a slowdown because I don't know that oh, it's going to be a slowdown per se. Certainly uh, a pause maybe or, um, you know, for lack of a descriptive word for it. Uh, it's the, the interesting thing with the transportation market is because of the technology, uh, the technological advancements taking place, the electronification side of things, uh, there's more demand for components with fewer vehicles that have, were made in the marketplace last year. Um, so therefore, business was actually up. Um, and I think we're going to continue that trajectory, certainly through the first half of this year. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think that the technological advancements will, will slow down at all. There's too much uh, need out there for the development of those new technologies, specifically around uh, interconnect, higher power uh, capabilities, uh, and again, the transfer of large amounts of data uh, through a vehicle. Uh, that need to take place. And our suppliers that we uh, work with are, are still developing and have roadmaps uh, to release new products this year, next year, and even in the next three years uh, that help achieve the, the, the standards and the specifications that these customers and engineers are looking to achieve uh, on these new types of platforms. So uh, no, I don't, I don't see it slowing down from that perspective. Um, you know, even if there is a slight pause in, 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 in the economy overall. Okay. So economy, um, check, not, not to worry, um, about technology coming. What challenges do you believe this segment will face? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I had to narrow it down to maybe just one or two things, I think, um, first and foremost will be, uh, continued pressure from supply chain. Uh, without a doubt there's shortages. Yeah. While we see improvement, uh, things like cable, um, especially high voltage cables. So if you're looking at a vehicle, the orange big right. cable that you would see um, has some very challenging lead times just based on uh, a very high increase in demand um, and just not a lot of capacity that existed previously to manufacture that much cable. Um, so it's probably a very expensive cable to inventory, isn't it? It sure is. So there is not just a, you know, uh, you know, as you would with a typical automotive wire, uh, keep spools and spools of that on hand. Uh, this is pretty much made to order um, and can be pretty challenging. So what that does is it really slows 
goes down, the availability of uh, when you think of where those wires are used. So primarily around the battery and inverter uh, and many of those kind of ancillary devices that support, uh, you know, an EV vehicle. Uh, all of those uh, have heavy duty wire that are going in and out of them. Um, and that can really slow down production of, uh, you know, EV vehicles, uh, specifically uh, last mile delivery, as we've talked about in a previously, um, because they have such long runs of cable. When you think of the length of a vehicle, certainly that adds It uh, just takes pressure. up more yep. cable. Yeah, okay. exactly. So, so so our listeners are probably feeling this mm -hmm. now, right? Mm -hmm. um, when do you think this is, do you see this loosening up short lead times coming in? Component-wise, yes. On the cable? A uh, cable, it'll take some time. Uh, we, you know, while we don't necessarily distribute cable, we do obviously work very closely with cable manufacturers. Giving you some insight. Exactly. Yeah. Especially as it relates to designing of components too, right? Our components need to be able to fit cable that our customers are using. So we have a lot of relationships with those cable manufacturers. We hear from them often that they are making investments in new foundries and new uh, capacity to build the cable. It's expensive and it takes a long time to get set up. Uh, you know, a better part of a year to get another line up and running. Um, but they're coming. Um, Maybe not as long as a silicon fab, yes, which correct. we saw before, yep. but still. But still a significant a investment yeah. in time and money, obviously. So, right. uh, But they are making those investments and we do see them coming down the line. So I think it's safe to say that in the second half of this year, we'll see some improvement, uh, but it will take some time for that to, to really kind of matriculate out into the market. I think for full maybe more comfortable recovery in that in the cable side of things we're probably talking 2024 um uh, but then again there's a, you're going to be even more demand for it so right so right, right it's kind of just that whole uh you know circular thing there but the from a component side i do see a lot of improvement uh that's coming down the line from an interconnect perspective from a board level component we have seen significant improvement to the supply chain and availability of product uh, that has really benefited our customers okay talk to us about supply chains in nafta yeah. So specifically as it relates to EV vehicles, um, many, you know, that's a, that's a thing that's popping up very often now. So where this stems from is uh, in the infrastructure bill that was passed uh, in order for electri uh, electrifying companies to get access to funding uh, specifically for infrastructure charging uh, or even tax credits on the vehicles themselves, uh, a certain percentage of that vehicle uh, needs to be not only made here in North America, but also procured. Uh, the components that make up that vehicle procured here in North America, something to the tune of 50% now. And I think it actually increases in a couple of years to 52 or 54, uh, maybe even 55% um, of that vehicle. So there's a big challenge surrounding that right now. For, to the design engineer to absolutely. make sure he sources yeah. North American manufactured and components to a that's right. Percentage. Into their into their core product because right. and and suppliers are are dealing with that challenge a lot too because a lot of them haven't traditionally built this product in North America. Uh, you know, many of them were Asia built, uh, Mecca, uh, you know, Southeast Asia, even Europe, uh, especially on cable and some of the high voltage products uh, were since Europe kind of leads the way in terms of uh, electrification. Um, so there's a. Uh, uh, I'll say a lot of catch up that needs to be done from that perspective, excuse me, that, uh, yeah, will continue to need to happen. So what do you see as the most successful. complicated item, category, commodity, and how would, what, what would be your advice? 
all of them are complicated. Um, <laughs> that's no, it's really a challenge. The the one we've really struggled with right now We're is just pulling all the design <laughs> engineers back off the ledge. <laughs> but quite honestly, from a from a system level kind of perspective, if I think uh, uh, EV charging, certainly from an infrastructure perspective, because that's really where we see a lot of the requests for uh, NAFTA made or a US made product right now, um, are the you know when you look at a charging station, the actual plug or coupler as we refer to that would plug into the vehicle. Uh, those are primarily not manufactured in North America. Many of those come from either Germany, Europe, uh, Asia, somewhere. And, and do you pick that one because it's such a high dollar value item yeah. you get across that Yep. Yep. Without a doubt. And, uh, you know, every single station is going to need one or two uh, or three, depending on the station. Right. So uh, that is a big one of the probably most popular requests we come across right now is uh, customers looking for American made charging cable assemblies. Um, but that extends across the board on all of the product that's coming in uh, into those charging stations and then even onto vehicles themselves. Every single opportunity uh, with an engineer that we talk to. Uh, well, do you have an answer? Uh, yeah, I would say that most, again, here, most suppliers have heard the need in the marketplace. Many will have something up and running in North America this year by end of year. Um, and if not, will by next year. Okay. Um, at, at what level or capacity, I think is still to be seen. Um, but they have all heard and understand that that needs to take place and, and are working on it. Yeah, and the design engineer doesn't need to be so sourced with the North American made product also. Right. needs help across the board. That's right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So again, there, uh, the value that we can help bring is finding those suppliers that have that infrastructure set up here in North America to support that kind of work and make sure that we're getting you to the right place for that. So 2024, you think on that too? I think so. Yeah. You'll see even more capacity involved, uh, in 2024, uh, cause it's going to be needed, uh, especially with the investment level that's been made from that infrastructure bill as well. Yeah. So what are some of the key steps companies can take, our, our customer companies can take now to meet these challenges and be prepared for stability and growth throughout the 2020s? Yeah. Well, selfishly, I would say call your TTI uh, regional sales engineer and make Legend sure you get them on your calendar. Legendary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but no, but in seriousness, um, uh, the, the sales engineering team, uh, you know, we're, they are well informed on what our suppliers are doing from a manufacturing perspective, from what's coming down the line from a technology perspective, you know, partner with them certainly as your design is evolving, uh, especially into next year and beyond uh, when you're working on those new platforms. Uh, the, those sales engineers are valuable resources to get the latest and greatest in news, information, technology that's coming out, uh, you know, even to the negative, right? What, what blips might be coming down the line for a certain product or a category, uh, they will have insight into all of that and uh, are more than happy and willing and ready to uh, sit down and have those conversations with our, with our customer engineers. So, Gabe, we've, we've talked a lot about electrification, actually, last episode and this episode, and, and we will again next episode because that is what's going on in transportation today, right? Mm -hmm. um, last mile vehicle, not you know, just the um, 
the passenger carriers and load carriers. So tell me, is there a future for the internal combustion engine? Yeah, great question. And in in short, yes, there is. Um, it's going to look a lot different, I think. But uh, certainly in the immediate future, you will the clear path, especially uh, you know in in rural areas or areas where it's difficult to get charging infrastructure to. So think the extreme cold, uh, the extreme heat. Um, those type of places. Batteries don't like those. No, things. absolutely not. Um, the, the internal combustion engine will still play a role, and it might be more as a hybrid, right? So maybe a battery, not a full battery electric vehicle, but a hybrid vehicle. Maybe a plug-in, but maybe not. Maybe it's regenerative battery from braking or from some other methodology, um, but more. I'd say more movement towards less reliance on the internal combustion engine, uh, especially in the next five to 10 years. Um, you know, I think EV vehicles only make up less than 5% of our overall uh, sales in the United States of, of uh, transportation vehicles, and that's automotive, uh, construction, everything. Um, so there's still far and away internal combustion engines being Long made. Way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think the future will be uh, one that's a mixed use, where there's a little bit less reliance on that on that engine, and more and more of that battery creeping into the system uh, and, and ultimately taking over. Um, because we see it all the time with uh, power generation. So if you think of um, uh, mobile part, mobile charging, or uh, mobile power generators for construction sites and things like that. You're starting to see, even now, less reliance on diesel engine generators and more coming from maybe a hydrogen fuel cell, uh, solar power even, uh, so some alternative fuels uh, making their way into that as well too. But it, it'll just be a gradual uh, change over time as opposed to just a hard stop and no more internal combustion engines after that, right? right. So, But no, there is a future for it for sure. And it's just going to be, uh, it's just going to look a lot different yeah, as we move forward. A different, lot cleaner. Yeah, exactly. Or less noisy. Less noisy. <laughs> yes, yes. Yep. Thank you again, Gabe. It's been fun. Thank you to our listeners. And be sure to tune in to our next episode where Gabe has just returned from the Con Ag Show. And I'm telling you, his eyes are sparkling. He has so much he wants to tell you about. Looking forward to it. That's it for this episode of the TTI Distribution Download. For more information on any of the topics you heard about today, reach out to your nearby TTI branch at 1-800-CALL-TTI or visit us online at tti.com.